0: You see, I believe that the real story of Christmas is about a heavenly father who so loved the world that he sent his only son. It was his own flesh and blood and spirit whom he loved beyond our earthly comprehension. He sent him to a world that wouldn't accept him, who he knew would hurt him and even, hurt him and even kill him. But yet the father made the call.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Mebo tools and flashlights, Sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. It's
0: beginning to look like Christmas, but I'm happy to say... I'm happy to reveal, that is, Bob's second annual top 10 signs that you may be losing your Christmas spirit. Okay, you ready? I'm not sure I'm ready. Okay, top 10 signs you may be losing your Christmas spirit. Number 10. Your Santa suit looks good on you without any extra padding. (laughs) Number 9. You asked for a BlackBerry cell phone for Christmas and got a BlackBerry cobbler instead. (laughs) Number eight. Someone gives you a gift card to an anger management seminar. (laughs) Number seven. The new Roboraptor you bought the kids ate your TV remote control. Number six. You had to hire a structural engineer to help you build the Barbie dream house. (laughs) I've been there. Number five, only Christmas tree you could afford was so small it said air freshener on it. Number four, you learned the expensive watch you already bought your wife is selling on eBay for 40 bucks. Number three, While in line to buy house slippers at Nordstrom's, an old lady refers to you as the jerk who stole my parking space. And number two, when you realize that the only thing that could possibly be more hectic than Christmas is planning a wedding at the same time. (laughs) And by the way, you're all invited. And the number one sign you may be losing your Christmas spirit. It's always when you let the distractions surrounding the holidays cause you to miss the real joy of Christmas. All right? Well, I'm glad that we start celebrating Christmas early every year here at Bethesda because I think we all know that the Christmas spirit isn't meant to be experienced just in the month of December. Now, don't get me wrong, I love all Christmas customs. I like the Christmas trees, the lights, Santa Claus, and gift-giving, and I believe that they're, they're all well-intentioned traditions. But for just a moment, I want us to look further back than we normally do to discover what I think is the real story of Christmas. And I'll have to start by giving you an example. When I was a boy, I played Little League baseball, and one summer evening I was playing in the big game. And in the last inning... The umpire had some sort of emergency and had to leave. So the two coaches huddled, and they decided to use someone in the bleachers to substitute for the umpire for the final inning. And to my surprise, I looked up to see my dad coming from behind the backstop to put on the umpire's mask. And as fate would have it, who do you think came up to bat with two outs with a chance to win the game? You guessed it. It was me. And I couldn't help but think, this is going to be great. I mean... If I get a great pitch, I can swing, but if it's close, I know my dad will call a ball, because after all, he is my dad. So I ended up working the pitcher to a full count, and it came down to the final pitch. And I didn't like the way it looked, so I didn't swing. And I couldn't believe my ears when I heard my own father say, strike three, you're out. Well, I was so upset that my dad had called me out in the car, on the way home, he, was, he had no trouble seeing how upset I was. And finally, finally he told me to shut up and listen. And he said, Bob, even though you're my son, it was my responsibility to make the right call. And while I was too young to understand it then, the decision my father made that seemed to be at my detriment at the time only later reinforced the fact of how much love and respect I had for him and his integrity. You see, I believe that the real story of Christmas is about a heavenly father who so loved the world that he sent his only son. It was his own flesh and blood and spirit whom he loved beyond our earthly comprehension. He sent him to a world that wouldn't accept him, who he knew would hurt him and even kill him. But yet the father made the call. And I can't even begin to understand how difficult that must have been. But in the end, only he knew what was best for the world and what was best for his son. So before there was a manger and before there were wise men, there was a loving Heavenly Father who made a decision. And he gave us the gift of his son, a gift that brings us life itself. And it's that gift, that act of love. That's the real story of Christmas. So this year I hope that every bright light and every Christmas carol reminds you that it's just the Christmas that's in your heart that makes the Christmas in the air. And that it all started because God the Father loved us and thought we were worth saving. And that's something we can celebrate every Every day. Are there things in
1: your life that you would like to change? Stay with Bobby to hear how you can find your purpose in Christ when you are humble and willing to change. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Well good
0: good morning. How are you? Man, what a that was a, what a storm the other night. I'm just curious how many of you encountered just some sort of damage or something throughout that that storm. Wow, that's incredible. That's what I thought. Well, praise the Lord. We made it, we made it through that. That was, a, that, was, that was quite an experience. I thought maybe you'd enjoy this little bit of um, storm humor. Here you go. One evening during a violent thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her four-year-old son into bed. She was about to turn off the light. When he asked with a tremor in his voice, Mommy, will you sleep with me tonight? The mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug. Nah, I can't, dear. I have to sleep in Daddy's room. A long silence was broken at last by his shaky little voice, The big sissy. Okay, well, how many of you are enjoying our church-wide home group Bible study, 40 Days of Community? All right? Well, Well, you know, I'm really enjoying it, but I have to tell you that the deeper that we go into this study, the more things that are revealed to me that I need to work on. You see, when it comes to building relationships, which is a lot of what this study is about, some of us thrive in the interaction with others, but some of us don't. I mean, for some people, relating to others comes very natural. But for some of us, it doesn't. But what this study shows us is that even if it doesn't come easy, and even if it's uncomfortable for us, it's important. It's important for us to reach out to others and become a part of our community. The Lord said, Your love for each other will prove to the world that you're my disciples. So even if it doesn't come easy... It means that we have to be willing to change some things in our lives. Well, when someone mentions the word change, first thing we tend to think is that, well, someone else needs to change. Surely not me. But in this instance, what I'm talking about is looking inward for change and coming to grips with the fact that it's not God's plan for you just to be saved. His plan for you includes the demonstrating to others the same kind of love that He's always shown to you. And there's just no getting around. This kind of change is not natural for some of us. And it requires an act of our will to do it. So I just want to mention a couple of things I believe will help us get there. The first thing is, I believe that before we can change for the better in the arena of reaching out to others is we have to get our lives under control. I remember one time, we were in Colorado on a winter holiday, and one of our favorite things to do was to go snowmobiling. Has anybody ever done that? And there was this huge lake that was completely frozen over, and it was so much fun to get out there and just really open up and see how fast you could go. Well, Dana ended up on one side of the lake coming toward me, and I saw her way off in the distance. And so I started in her direction, and as we got closer... Both of us were at top speed. And I saw that we were headed right for each other. And at those speeds, it was impossible to make a quick turn. And so as ridiculous as it seems that we were the only two people on this huge lake, we were going so fast, we couldn't turn the snowmobiles enough to prevent us from running head-on to each other. And the the machines collided. We both went flying in different directions. miraculously, neither one of us were hurt, bruised but not hurt. I can't say the same about the snowmobiles. Turned out to be the most expensive trip to Colorado. And to this day, Dana insists that I was trying to kill her. I tell her, what sense would that make? But many of us live our lives going full out just like that. And we can't get our lives under control because we're just going too fast to turn it. And you can trust me when I say that I'm preaching to the choir here. Well, actually, I guess I am preaching to the choir. (laughs) But the best way to get our lives under control is to give it up. We have to surrender our agenda to Christ. I heard someone say one time, we have to stop being the star in our own movie." And then after we make that decision and we start to get our lives under control, we have to seek something else that doesn't always come natural. And that's humility. You see, humility is a characteristic of Christ that's often overlooked. But it's just as defining a quality as His power is. And the paradox is that He's all-powerful. And yet He was the one who was willing to wash the disciples' feet. You see, it's only when we can humble ourselves to serve others that we will ever experience the love of Christ that He intended us to have. You know, change isn't easy for most of us. But I believe as we seek God's will for us, He reveals to us those things that need changing. And He'll give us the grace and the courage to change those things. I love this old saying. It goes like this. It says, Not everything that's faced can be changed but nothing can be changed until it's faced and I believe that when we are willing to change and when humility becomes a part of our nature that's when God's will for us intersects with our talent and our abilities and that's when we can find our purpose and Jesus Christ.
1: Have you ever been in a situation where you feel there is no way out? Stay with Bobby to learn three things that will give you the victory through Jesus
2: Christ. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space a constant stream of new innovative lights incredible impulse displays and an industry-only buyback guarantee which means nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell so if you own a retail business of any type become a nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before receive a free no obligation sample of a great nebo light and see for yourself that's right get a free nebo light and a nebo catalog to get your free flashlight and catalog go to nebo or call 847-312-8197 that's nebo or call 847-312-8197 We hope you're
1: enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: I have a word of encouragement that I want to share with anyone this morning who's going through a difficult time. You're here, thank God, (laughs) but you're struggling with something you're going through right now. When I was a teenager, our family moved to a new place. And I was trying to fit in at school and one day while trying to be funny, I made an ill-advised wisecrack about how dumb another student was, a guy named Big Al. Well, nobody seemed to notice or care about my Big Al is so dumb joke until the next day when Big Al went into the janitor's closet to smoke a cigarette, which by the way said no smoking dangerous. And when he lit up, there was an explosion and Big Al was killed. Well, it was very tragic. And the student body was understandably traumatized. But during lunch, a few days later, I was outside on the basketball court and I looked up to see an angry mob of over a hundred boys surround the court with the full intention of beating up the new kid for making fun of Big Al. And as the mob started closing in on me, I experienced a little of what one of my favorite characters in the Bible did a long time ago. His name was King Jehoshaphat. And out of his story comes one of life's greatest lessons. And that is what to do when your back's up against the wall and when there seems to be no way out. Well, I don't know about you. But when I think of King Jehoshaphat, the first thing that I think of is, who named this guy? (laughs) What was his parents thinking? And he must have played basketball because he's mostly associated with the phrase jumping Jehoshaphat. But here's the story. Here's the story. King Jehoshaphat is ruling the country. He's trying to do the right thing. When he learns that there are three Huge armies approaching. He is hugely outnumbered. He knows he can't beat them. There was no way out. But Jehoshaphat takes action. And he does three things. It's the same three things that we have to do when we face a crisis. The first thing he did was he took his problem to the Lord. Jehoshaphat called a fast. And he had everyone come together to pray and seek God's help. Prayer should always be our first and our best weapon. Amen? We should pray at the first sign of trouble, not as a last resort. The next thing that Jehoshaphat did was admit his weakness. He prayed, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know, the only person that God doesn't help is the one that doesn't think he needs it. If your back's against the wall, that's a pretty good sign that you're not on top of things. Jehoshaphat admitted his armies were no match for his enemies. The third thing, and the most important thing that Jehoshaphat did, he thanked God in advance. The word says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men that was praying, and the Lord said, do not be afraid or discouraged. Because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So while the armies approached the city, Jehoshaphat and his people began to worship God. Not having any idea how things were going to turn out, they had faith in God and in his word. In fact, the word says they appointed men to go in front of the army and sing praises to the Lord. Where's Brent? Where'd he go? Can you imagine the worship team okay you guys to the front <laughs> I hope you read the story It's in 2nd Chronicles chapter 2 uh, chapter 20 The Lord caused the three armies to fight each other until they were completely destroyed Not only were the Jews saved but it took them days to carry home all the treasure that their enemies had left behind And Jehoshaphat and his people, listen to this, thank God for the victory before they had it. Okay, I know you're wondering how things turned out for me facing the angry mob. I can tell you that I did did not have the wisdom of Jehoshaphat. But uh, since there wasn't anywhere to run, and somehow the Lord gave me the words to diffuse the situation uh, and avoid a beating. And I think that's when I discovered that I was destined for a career in sales. (laughs) But listen, when you feel like there's just no way out of your situation, when you feel like you're standing in quicksand and you're slowly sinking, these three things will put your feet on solid ground when you go through a crisis. Take your situation to the Lord. Admit that you can't handle it and ask for help. And then thank God for the victory that you're going to have in Jesus' name. The word said that after the Lord's great victory over the enemies of Judah, that the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Don't be discouraged this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. The battle is the Lord's. And he came through for Jehoshaphat. And he'll come through for you.
1: You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger entrepreneur business owner and spiritual life coach are you looking for a place to promote your products services church or a great advertising vehicle on the bright side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity endorsement and web and social media inclusion call today 847-312-8197 that's 847-312-8197 or bobby at on or bobby at onthebrightside.org
3: pregnant single alone where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help embrace grace does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support embrace grace how can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love embrace grace embrace grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy